And we're back for another exciting episode, Mike. So this time I want to talk about the new Nintendo Switch OLED model, which was recently announced. And um, boy, the internet was pretty furious about this one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they they probably have good reason to be angry because this was not what everyone expected. Because leading up to this, it was rumored that we were going to get like a Switch Pro, which was going to have 4K and all the other bells and whistles and stuff. Uh, and that didn't happen. Um, this this new one does have an OLED screen, which is nice. That Don't get me wrong. It's a nice upgrade. Looked beautiful on the Vita back in the day. And I can uh, vouch for that because I had one. <laughs> Amazing. Well, at least the, the original model had an OLED screen. I think the, the cheaper one that came out later, I think they switched it. But no, it's funny you bring that up, though, because the the Vita had an OLED like a decade ago. But apparently this is new technology to Nintendo, so... Uh, <laughs> hey, but they also have an Ethernet port on there, Jacques. That's revolutionary. I mean, we've been doing that since, what, 2003? <laughs> For video game consoles. The OG Xbox oh, had one, God. the Dreamcast had one. But no, it's brand new technology, according to uh, Nintendo. Dude, that is crazy. To, just, just think about that for a second, guys. The GameCube? All right, no, I'll let the GameCube slide, just because the PS2, you had to get an attachment to, to get an Ethernet port on that thing. So, okay, I'll let it slide with the GameCube. But the Wii and the Wii U did not have one. It took them three switches to get that. Yeah, it's crazy. And um, let's see what else. So, no Bluetooth. That's that's not on there for some reason. No. Well, it does have the, the upgraded kickstand on the back, and... That is a huge improvement because have you seen the one that's on the regular model switch? That little piece of shit tab that just comes out that's so small and it's barely holding up the switch. And if you just nudge it, it's going to fall over. Yeah, that that is an improvement. Yeah, it's got a better kickstand. I believe the screen is a almost an inch bigger. Maybe it's not even an inch. Yeah, it's probably just slightly under. But yeah, you, you do see the improvement when they're side by side. Like there is a difference. Like it does help. Yeah, I don't even think it's an inch. I think it's like 0.8 inches or something. Which, I mean, you know, it's 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 nice, just like the OLED, but it's like, really? I mean, do we, we're really, is, does this warrant an, upgra- uh, an upgraded model? I don't... I think this would have been great if it was going to replace the regular Switch model and it was and it was only $299 just like the other one. I, I just don't see the $50 upgrade with this thing. And it's... Very, very hard to recommend this to somebody who already owns the regular Switch model, especially if you if you play it docked all the time, because you're not getting any improvements with the new one if you're just going to play it docked. I only recommend this to somebody who doesn't own a Switch or who owns the uh, Switch Lite and they've been missing the whole dock feature. Yeah, it, it, it sucks that this isn't that pro version that that's been rumored for the past like two years. That might still be coming next year. I, I don't know. It's possible. Yeah, the system really needs that extra boost in power because it's having... The, the current Switch models are having a lot of issues running third-party games now. Well, it's it's always had issues, but now it's really starting to show even more now because it's old. They're using like an old graphics chip inside the uh, regular Switch model and Switch Lite. And while it's fine for, like, you know, first-party Nintendo games, I mean, they all run just fine. Nintendo, they make sure that those run without a hitch. But when it comes to some of these third-party games, especially some of the, the new games like Doom Eternal and shit like that, yeah, it's it's starting to become, like, an issue. 
If they want to keep getting brand new AAA high-end third-party games on that thing, they're going to have to upgrade it at some point. Yeah, and like you said, though, uh, really only people who don't have a Switch already and they want this should get it. Because I don't really think it's worth the $350 to get another one, unless you're like a diehard Nintendo fan or you, you really care about fidelity. Oh, God, we're forgetting about one huge problem, though, with this thing. What? It's still using the old-ass Joy-Cons with the drift oh, sticks. Oh, that's they right. They haven't upgraded it because, you know, Nintendo came out and said, nope, nope, the, it's the same ones that we've been uh, putting out for the past couple of years. I was like, oh, no, that means they didn't fix the drifting issue <laughs> because that's a huge problem on the Joy-Cons. It happens sometimes on the Switch Lite, but it's a lot more rare on there. But with the Joy-Cons, I know, like, George, I think he's gone through a couple sets already. And a few other people I've talked to have said they've experienced drift issues and they've had to send them to Nintendo and then they fix it and they send it back. But uh, yeah, thank goodness Nintendo's actually fixing these things even past warranty because they don't want that lawsuit to hit them hard in the face. See, th this is kind of my issue with Nintendo and why I don't have a Switch already is because, yeah, sure, um, they have a lot of good games and they they have a certain ecosystem that they've cultivated over the decades, you know, whatever, you know, since yeah. the eighties or, well, they've been around technically since like 1800, whatever, 86, I don't know, but. Oh yeah. The playing cards. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But, but you know what I'm saying? Basically like with making classic games, Mario, it's basically the eighties though, but, um, 1980s. My, my point is, is like the reason I don't have a switch right now is because Nintendo just kind of pisses me off with the shit that they get away with and i feel like nintendo fans don't really hold them to a high standard they just kind of let nintendo get away with this shit uh, you know like with releasing this 350 dollar upgrade that is basically just a new oled and that's that's really it. it's got the ethernet port i guess that you know like decades old technology I'm sorry, Nintendo, that's not a feature, and you can't say that's a feature. I, I, I was shocked when I was watching that reveal trailer. I'm like, wait, you're actually saying that's a feature for this thing? Oh, boy. They're just so out of touch. I, I just, it, it kind of annoys me. So, yeah, whatever. I, I, I don't hate Nintendo. I'm just like, you know, it's just kind of annoying the shit that they do and get away with. I, I really wish the, the Nintendo fans would, like, voice their displeasure more. I complain about it a lot, but, you know, there's not many of me in the Nintendo community. They just take whatever they throw at them. And that's that's a shame. That's a damn shame. They need to upgrade shit. They need to fix things, especially their online infrastructure. It's got awful on that thing. It's terrible. You know, I was just looking at my the, my uh, friends list on there recently. And I'm like, what can I really do with my friends on here? Like, so I clicked on their profile and the only options I had was remove friend or block. You can't send them a message. You can't send them a party invite. You can only send them invites when you're like in the game, you know, when you're in the online lobby. And of course, the big problem I have with the online uh, system that they have is how you talk with your friends on there. You can't have a normal party chat on those things. You have to download an app on your phone and use that. That's how we do party chat on the Nintendo Switch. My God, Nintendo, what the... <laughs> oh. Yeah, and then there's like, uh, in order in order to have, you know, send somebody a friend request, don't you have to get their friend code or some shit like that? Yeah, it has to either be a friend code or you sign in with Facebook and, you know, you can invite them that way. 
that's what I did because I wasn't going to type out some bullshit friend code. All right. Um, now that we've alienated all the N- Nintendo fans out there, <laughs> I think we will go ahead and move on and intro the show. So, yeah, uh, welcome to the Boundless Gamers podcast, everybody. Um, my name is Jacques. He, Mike has been talking. Mike has been talking, yes. I've yes, been talking. you have been there, talking. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell we've taken a week off. <laughs> Rusty. Yeah, um, our social medias uh, are... Jesus Christ, this is just... At Boundless Gamers, <laughs> you can uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook. And uh, if you want to follow us there, uh, we would appreciate it because, you know, we need more followers. We want our channel to grow. Not channel. It's not YouTube. We want we want our podcast to grow. We want more, you know, listeners. And uh, the only way we're going to get there is if you guys, you know, follow us and interact with us, leave comments and all that good shit. All right. Back to you, Jacques. I'm not hosting. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for uh, that little save there. Uh, yeah, so, and also subscribe to us. That would be mighty, mighty white of you. Am I allowed to say that, or am I going to get canceled? I mean, it's fine with me, but you never know It's some people listening. I, I'm white, so I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have much more for the uh, intro, so let's just uh, move on from this train wreck of an intro, and uh, let's talk about what we're playing, Mike. So how about you start us off? The first game... I want to talk about just real quick is Space Jam, a new legacy, the game. It was a uh, Xbox uh, Ultimate perk for this month. Uh, you could play it two weeks early. Uh, so I was like, all right, I'll check it out. I like Space Jam back in the day, you know, when I was eight years old, when the first movie came out. Don't give a shit about the new movie. But I was like, hey, free game. Sure. Why not? Now, Jacques, what do you think you'd be doing in a Space Jam game? Uh, probably playing basketball. Well, I have some bad news. You don't do that at all. The whole game is basically just a Streets of Rage clone. That's all it is. You don't play any basketball. The only thing that's basketball related in this game is, of course, LeBron James being there and wearing his jersey and stuff. And one of your uh, attacks is a basketball. That's it. If you're expecting like a uh, NBA jam knockoff or something like that, which would have made a lot more sense for this, you're not going to get that. But it does have easy achievements. You can get a quick thousand gamer score in like two hours. So there's that for you gamer score hunters out there. The next game is Medal of Honor Airborne. This was an Xbox 360 game back in 2007. And I assumed I played this game already. Because I was looking through Game Pass, I was like, oh yeah, Medal of Honor Airborne, yeah, I played that. And then I looked at my uh, gamer score for that game, said zero. I was like, huh. It's like, well, maybe I played it on PlayStation. Nope, didn't play it there either. So this was just one of those shooters that slipped by. And I try to make an effort into playing all of the shooters that have come out. So I played the entire campaign, I played it on normal. I was going to play it on the hardest difficulty, but it's one of those games where... You don't unlock all of the trophies if you play it on the hardest. Like, you just unlock the hard. You have to do three separate playthroughs. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. So I just played it on normal. Uh, you know, it's just your standard first-person shooter, World War II, you're in Italy. But there's one thing I want to bring up real quick before I move on to my next game. The leaning system in this, how you lean around corners and, and crouch and move and all that is amazing. It feels really, really good. And I was shocked. 
because um, for 2007, this is something they didn't really do. Call of Duty wasn't even doing this, but it feels so natural how you can like quirk your body around the corner and peek your head over and like see what's going on. And then you can like shoot at like weird angles, but it feels very realistic. Shooters later on started doing this. Like I know the most recent Rainbow Six Siege, you can do that. You can pick around corners and shoot and all that. But I, it just shocked me for a 2007 game. I was like, what the hell? Like, this isn't it? I was like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that it has that in there because that was like, what was it? What Call of Duty was out around there? Was it Call of Duty 3? Call of Duty 4. 4 was out, okay. Because mm-hmm. I do remember the commercials for Medal of, Air, Medal of Honor Airborne, so. Yeah, you're a paratrooper. You're jumping out of the planes and ship. Yeah. So so did you enjoy the game overall? Or? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's old. It's dated. Another World War II shooter? Yeah. Hell yeah. I like playing those. There just aren't enough of those, are there, Mike? No, there's not. <laughs> no, there's a shit ton. There's There's been like a million uh, over the past 15 years. Or 20, you know, or plus, you know, if you want to go back on the PS1, there's plenty on there as well. But yeah, like I said, I try to make an effort into playing all the shooters that are out there. So that was just one that slipped by and I'm like, all right, let's do it. Had a fun time with it. But that's not the only shooter, Jacques, that I downloaded off of Game Pass. The next game is Perfect Dark Zero. You remember that oh. from 2005? The launch game for the 360? <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. I was actually thinking about trying that myself because, as we know, the the initiative is doing like their, a reboot of Perfect Dark coming up. I don't know Correct. when, but yep. it's going to be a few years at least. Jacques, I don't recommend you downloading this game. <laughs> that bad, huh? Yeah, it's really bad. I abandoned the game. I played oh, one wow. mission. I'm like, nope, I'm not doing this. This is very, very dated. I think this feels very dated even for 2005. Like, if I you know, went back in time and played this game in 05, I'd, I'd be like, oof. That's rare for you to, to drop a game. Yeah. And I played Star Wars Republic Commando not that long ago. Came out the same year. It wasn't a 360 game. It was it was original Xbox game, and that holds up great. Perfect Dark Zero? No. Just no. Not, not good. I'm glad they're making a new Perfect Dark because the first one and, and, and this one we're talking about right now, the second one, Perfect Dark Zero, they play like shit now. So it's nice to see this franchise come back, and it's going to be given the uh, modern controls treatments. So yeah, I can't wait for that, but if you're interested in playing the older games, eh, play something else. All right, I'll avoid it then. All right, real quick, I'm going to mention this because it's very important. We've been talking about it for, what, like two months now? Luigi's Mansion 3. <laughs> um, <laughs> I beat it. I finally beat the game. Yay. Yeah, there we go. Please, everybody clap for me. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's... A fun game. I still recommend it. Don't go by me. I just didn't jive with it too much. It took me a long time just to finish this. You know, I played a little here and there. It just didn't hold my attention for too long. That doesn't mean the game's not good. It's very good. It has like an 8.5 on Metacritic. I agree with that score. It's, It's great. Anybody who owns a Nintendo Switch should play this game. I just had a weird relationship with it. I just was busy playing other shit. And I, I, I focused on other games too much, and I, did, I didn't give this one the time it deserved. But since we took that week off, I played it for two days straight. 
and I was able to push it off my backlog list. Now it's gone. I, I can move on to something else. So, yeah. Well, that's that's good. Finally, the the Luigi's Mansion Three saga is over. <laughs> now they're gonna announce a Luigi's Mansion One and Two pack watch, and I'm gonna have to play it. <laughs> yeah, or Luigi's Mansion Four. Well, it's gonna be a while. It's, Nintendo seems to take their sweet ass time putting out a Luigi's Mansion sequel. I mean, there's a massive gap between one and two, and two and three. The next game is Returnal. Now, this is the PlayStation 5 exclusive. But yeah, I started Returnal a couple days ago, and I beat the game in under 24 hours. Now, I didn't play it for 24 hours straight. I clocked in around 11 hours. I broke it up into four different play sessions. And I know that sounds crazy. Some of you might be like, well, well, that, that game's really hard, and it's it takes some people like 30 hours just to get out of the first biome and shit. This game didn't really challenge me too much. Now, I'm not saying it's easy. It's very, very hard. But my skill set for this game destroyed it. Just absolutely destroyed it. Now, there's five bosses in the game. There's like mini bosses, but there's five major bosses in the campaign. And three of the bosses, Jacques, I think the third one, the fourth, and the fifth, beat them on my first try. Wow, that's incredible. I actually beat the third boss twice, just for the lulls. (laughs) Now you might be thinking, oh, you must have had a really good run, and you just kept going, you were on one life. No. I died. I died a decent amount of times. And I didn't even do the rest mode thing, Jacques. You know, with that game, because it doesn't have a an exit save feature, you know, people had to like put it in rest mode and then go do something else and then come back. I didn't do that at all. You know, after I beat a boss, I would just, if I had to go do something, I'd just turn it off. I know all my skills and shit would reset, but I'm like, eh, I'll get them back. Returnal is an amazing game. And, uh, like I, like I said, it was easy for me, but I, I really appreciate what they were trying to do with this game. I love the, the dodging in it and how you can like, whiz around like neo not not at neo speed but like going through like the shots that are like similar to resogun with all of the colorful light bullets flying all over the place it, it gets kind of crazy i was just like zipping through it the story is interesting like i i liked it but it's it's one of those it's up to interpretation you could go either way i do think the story is interesting in the beginning and in the middle and at the end it's kind of like eh all right that's fine. But that that's not what I loved about the game. I just love the combat. The combat felt so damn good in 60 frames per second. I just loved how it felt, how it flowed, how, the, the, the dancing of, of, of the dodging and the enemy designs and how the enemies would attack. And But a lot of people are having a hard time with this game. And there's a lot of guys who beat the Souls games, Dark Souls games, went through the entire series, beat them all, and they're having a hard time getting out of the first and second biome. I should have mentioned this at the top. The biggest thing about Returnal is you have to go through the whole game with one life. Or if you die, you start back to the beginning, and then you have to push through the biomes again. But if you beat one of the main story's bosses, you don't have to beat him again. You can skip him. Um, so it's a, it's a roguelite game. I know it's not something Jacques would play. I, I think you said you watched a playthrough of it, right? Yeah, I... I did watch a playthrough of it, but okay. I don't know. The more I'm seeing and hearing about the game, though, I, I still think maybe one day I'll check it out because uh, it's so good. 
Yeah, it it does the like you said the speed and fluidity of the combat and just the the environments, the atmosphere. I, I love all of it. Awesome weapons too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'm becoming more of a fan of roguelikes, which we'll discuss in a little bit. So I I might give it a try. We'll see. It's not easy. It's not easy. I want to stress that again. It's not an easy game. This is a very, very hard game. I sh- it's just I play a ridiculous amount of shooters on the hardest difficulties. Like I've been preparing for this for a long time. I've been saying, give me a Dark Souls kind of game that's a shooter. Sci-fi, too. Sci-fi, yeah. Sci-fi, it's got a very alien vibe to it, like Giger designs. Like It looks like some of the areas of the game looks like a engineers and shit from like prometheus and stuff like it's it's wild i i I love the art style all that voice acting is very good too um i don't know the actress's name but she's in game of thrones she played captain phasma what's her name gwendolyn christie she does the the voice for the main character does a great job i would like to talk about the story i know jacques knows what the story is and how it ends but i want to keep it spoiler free for you listeners you know what's kind of funny I just thought of is, you know, there's only been a few like PS5 only games and at least two of them already in the short time that PS5 has been out are both roguelikes with Returnal and Demon Souls. <laughs> so like that, those, I don't think those really have wide appeal. I just found that funny. It's just thought I would mention that. Are you going to check out Hades when it comes to the Game Pass in August? Sure. That's another roguelike, right? Yeah, rogue. I guess roguelite. I think maybe. Okay. I'm not sure, but yeah, it's uh, that, that was a lot of people's game of the year last year. So I'm I'm excited to try that. Are you done with Returnal, or did you have another game? I mean, there's more I want to say, but it, it starts to get into the story, and I don't really want to talk about that here. Like I said, I want to keep this spoiler free. So, but yeah, I I do recommend it for uh, gamers who want a real challenge. And if you don't want that kind of hard difficulty in the games you play, then stay away. Do you want to talk about your game now, Jacques? Well, we're both playing it. Yeah, there's there's a couple. Uh, well, th- first, I want to just like talk about Destruction All Stars. Oh God, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, because uh, me and Mike tried this out um, a few days ago, and uh, oh boy, so we. Couldn't even get a match going because apparently this game has been dead since about a month after it released. So we we got as far as the tutorial and then we uh, uninstalled it. So now, when he says dead, he means five people were playing it in the past couple of days dead. Like I actually looked it up online. I found the the statistics, you know, of recent activity and all that, and it said five. And I'm pretty sure it was counting me and Jacques. Mind you, this was a this was free on PS Plus for like over a month, like earlier this year. So, yeah, I oh, I mean, I I feel sorry for the developers, but um, yeah, this just did not catch on and died a quick death. The actual game itself is not that bad, you know. From when I played of it, I was like, oh, yeah, I could get lost in this for a little bit. Now, I think if you like games like Twisted Metal and like Burnout and um, yeah, it, it's it's not bad. It's it's uh, it's you know, looks pretty good. It's you know, I guess it plays all right. The little bit I played in the tutorial, but honestly, this game's not even really worth talking 
about much because it's like we said it's <laughs> dead so you're not even really gonna get to play it much anyway so it's one of the cheaper physical ps5 games right now i was on gamestop earlier and they were selling it for like 15 bucks that's too much just not even gonna give that game any more of my time just too much other shit to play yet it's a damn shame because i, I would have messed around with the online a little bit but the community is not there <laughs> nope they definitely are not <laughs> We basically were the community for the like hour that we were playing, not even. Yeah, somebody over in that development team is looked at their computer like, what? guys, there's two more people just got, got online. We have to play a game. <laughs> Come on, everybody. We can watch it. We have a live feed. Or, uh... This is the start of our resurgence. Anyway, yeah, Destruction All-Stars, RIP. Uh, so, yeah, let's let's move on to our final game which we've both been playing and that's actually our game that the fans voted on uh for the share play segment the short-lived share play segment which only lasted uh this this one time before we iced it maybe it'll come back in the future uh but yeah that game is dead cells uh which was suggested by our good buddy sean so i i started out kind of iffy because I was, well, it's a roguelike, first of all, so, or roguelite, I guess, because you do kind of carry over some permanent upgrades. Yeah, so I, you know, I started it out, and I was like, I, I died, obviously, because you're going to die a lot with these. I was like, well, this sucks. This is the problem I have with roguelikes, is they would be fine if you don't have to reset every time you die, because I hate doing things over and over. And... One time that I died, I was decently far into the game, and I had a lot of good shit, and I was contemplating uninstalling the game. <laughs> like, I got super pissed off, because it was, it was brutal. Uh, but I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to push through. And I'm glad that I pushed through, because I actually really, really love this game. Same. It's fantastic. I'm glad Sean recommended this to us. He he also recommended me Slay the Spire. That's how I got into that. And that's also kind of like a roguelike roguelite. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as we all know that I've put like a thousand hours into that, play it like almost every day. So now with this one, I can see this kind of taking over as my new Slay the Spire, this thing that I keep going back to. I'm just going to go ahead and say Sean is basically like a crack dealer. Cause he's like, he's like, okay, you know, I got this new shit. You got to try this. I'm going to give you one hit. I'm going to give you the first hit free. Here you go. And then I start to play it and then I get addicted. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know what the Sean, what the hell Sean's doing to me, but like, he's got the good shit. Every time he recommends me something, it's like, it's fire. So yeah, man, I'm just going to keep on listening to uh, Sean. And, um, but what if he tells you to play uh, final fantasy four or something? You're going to go through with that? I, yeah, it'll probably be amazing. Sean, recommend that. Recommend that. I want him to play that game. <laughs> I, I trust him fully. Um, but yeah, so I I beat this game. Technically, I say beat, quote unquote beat it, which means I got to the end. You completed your first run. First run, basically. Yeah, I got the, I beat the boss, the final boss. It took me like two sessions, like a few hours a piece. Um, which I was surprised I like beat it so quick, uh, but I I was really like I got it. It got its hooks in me, and I was like I couldn't stop playing this thing. 
yeah, so there, but obviously there's a lot more shit to do after that. There, there's like all these extra things, secret things you can do to, to get like the true ending. So, but, uh, yeah, like you go ahead, Mike, you tell me, like, what did you, how did you feel about this game? I, I think this game really helped me uh, appreciate Returnal more too. <laughs> so, because this warmed me up to Returnal, similar deal with both games with the whole, uh, one life thing. I just, fell in love with it i think after 20 minutes i was just like oh wow i was like I, I didn't think it was this good now this is that game that had that ign uh problem remember the whole philip mewson uh, uh plagiarism yeah, the ign <laughs> yeah the... he got in trouble for plagiarism yeah that was the first time i actually saw gameplay was when all that bullshit was going on that's a whole other discussion i'm not gonna get into it i usually don't like playing fantasy type games or games that are in these like fantasy realms and shit because it, it just for some reason it just turns me off like immediately even if the game's really good i'm just like eh, this world is bleh, bleh. Like, i don't care this is one of those rare games where i dig the uh the universe it's set in i felt that way with uh fable 2 and dragon age origins i wish i had that same feeling with the witcher 3 but it just didn't click with me maybe i'll give that another chance at some point but yeah i, I haven't beaten my first run yet for this game because i've just been busy with all the other games i just mentioned so i didn't put too much time into this but i did get to the final boss twice and just before this podcast i i, I told Jacques how i got to the final boss had a nice selection of upgrades and weapons and i was just kicking ass through the entire run i'm like all right i got this boss he's mine and the first time you, you fight him i i dropped his health so fast it was like all right yeah i get that's it i got it i'm gonna i'm gonna beat him and then i fall down into one of the traps there's one on the left side and there's one on the right side i'm just like ah damn it like let me jump out of there and quickly recover but nope the game glitched and i was stuck in this like hit animation all my health went down and uh that almost made me want to freaking destroy something in my room that is soul crushing when that happens because that happened to me too a few times where you got like you're having a good run you got all these upgrades and then and it's there's a couple times where i died over some bullshit too it wasn't even like anything difficult like you just you know because you can only see so much on the screen and like you'll just jump down to a part like a long drop where you don't know what's down there and all of a sudden yeah. you just get like raped by like 10 enemies and die and you're like you just stare at the screen like silently. Always ground pound, Jock, when you're going down. Always ground pound, just in case. You never know what's down there. That's true, especially if you have like some uh, upgrades where it like sets the ground on fire. And yeah, but that's just like, oh, you just sit there silently staring at the screen as your soul leaves your body. <laughs> but like, th there's something about these roguelikes, man. I Dicting. Yeah, they, it is really addictive. It's almost, it hits on a similar part of your brain as like gambling. You're, you're like, oh, just one more, just one more run, just one more hand, one more slot pull. So that that's why I called Sean a, a drug dealer, you know? <laughs> but um, yeah, I, you know how I've said for so long that I don't really like roguelikes, you know? I even, even though I've watched a playthrough of like every From Software game and I've, but I, I, th I think I'm just, I think I'm ready to admit, I think I just do like roguelikes. I, I, I'm, I gotta stop lying to myself because I think I do. I have to agree with you. Yeah. The first time I actually w saw games that played like this, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. It was like one life. You got all the way to the end and then you're back at the beginning. No, frick that. 
But after playing Dead Cells and especially Returnal, I'm just like, I think I'm into these. Like, give me more. (laughs) What's next? If anybody out there, if you can recommend some good roguelikes or lights, go ahead and do that because we want to play more. I, I think for me, what really gets me is like the the games that have really good upgrade paths. Like if they if you just give me a bunch of um, unique uh, upgrades or you know, a lot of customization and things like that, that that really hooks me in. What about you? Um, yeah, I, I have to agree with you on that. I, I love the different combination of like weapons, especially that are in dead cells. Like your every run feels completely different because you're going to have to run with a completely different setup. At first I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to do that, but it, it forces you to play in different ways. And, uh, same with Returnal. I mean, you know, you can have a great run with some weapons you favor, but in the next run, you may only get like a pistol and a shotgun <laughs> and then you're just going to have to make that work. Yeah, that's the thing I like, too, is that experimentation. Because, you know, some runs will be, like, real quick. You'll you'll just, like, die because it just won't go your way. And you can easily just be like, oh, well, I'll I'll try something else. You only have, like, so many options, too, of what you're going to choose. Because it's, like, just whatever is on the map, you know, or, like, whatever is in the shop. Mm -hmm. Or it's not, like, I just, I like that randomization. I don't know, it makes it more interesting. Yeah, it just makes it feel different every time. It's not the same bullshit. You're not going to go in the same room. Oh, yeah, there's that thing again. <laughs> Let me go grab that. And then I know the next room ahead is going to have that same thing. No, it's you're always getting new shit. But yeah, guys, give this game a try, especially if you have a Game Pass. There's no excuse. Ah, man, I hope it never leaves Game Pass. <laughs> if it does, <laughs> yeah, I'm going nice. to have to buy it. I think I'm going to have to buy this game because I, I like playing it every other you know every other day. You know, I'm like, hey, right, let me do a run. It's the same with Slay the Spire. Like, Slay the Spire's been on Game Pass for fucking ever, man. It seems like it's never going to leave, and I'm loving it. So, yeah, I hope it's the same with this game. But you can see now why I said, like, if Slay the Spire ever leaves Game Pass, I'm buying it. Yeah, I I, I feel you. Probably do the same thing with Dead Cells. So, Microsoft, please keep that on Game Pass for at least the next three years. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so people, go ahead and play it before they take it off Game Pass. At least just give it a try. You know, roguelikes might not be your thing. I, that's totally understandable. They're not for everybody. but And it's going to be frustrating at first. But the thing is, is once you start getting, like, really good upgrades, and then you start becoming a beast, and then you're like, mm-hmm. you can push forward more, and you can get more chancy, and the, the game becomes more fun. So, yeah, I highly recommend this game. So I guess we're done talking about Dead Cells. Yeah. Do you have anything else? No, I don't. I really haven't been playing much uh, except Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which I'm still not finished yet. It's a very good game. I just, for some reason, am not compelled to come back to it. And I don't know why. It's not like Sackboy where it's like it was just, you know kind of mediocre to me but this game's like really polished it looks great i love the 2016 ratchet and clank but i don't know maybe it's just my mood yeah yeah it's probably a mood thing but you know sometimes you're just not in the mood to play a certain type of game and i've i've had that you know i i get it is there any like major complaints you have with it or is it just i don't really feel like playing this right now yeah that's the thing i don't have any complaints it's just really fun 
I just am like not compelled to come back. Like like I am with Dead Cells, which is has this really addictive gameplay loop, and and I'm probably like just I have Mass Effect three on my mind because that's waiting for me, and I, I really want to get to that. So now I think I'm probably like halfway through Ratchet and Clank, so I don't think it'll take me too much longer if I really just sit down and focus on beating it. But yeah, when I do finish that, I'll, I'll talk about it further. Did you experience this with the 2016 game? The the last Ratchet no, and Clank game that came out? No, not at all. Okay. That's why I think it's got to be my mood. Like, maybe I'm just not in the mood for this type of game. But yeah, I don't want to talk too much about that. So let's let's just go ahead and move on to our topic. Uh, so this topic came about because coming up on July 22nd, EA is doing a, a live event and it's been rumored that they are bringing back a IP of theirs and everyone seems to think it's a dead space and it, me and Mike are both over the fucking moon <laughs> uh no pun if you've played the game you can't see it right now but I'm smiling teeth everything it just it's it's <laughs> up there you know what i i want dead space 4 but at the end of the day, just give me anything, Dead Space. I don't give a shit what it is. You want to you remake the first game? Cool. Let's do it. Yeah, no. So this topic can kind of just be talking about Dead Space, the, the franchise in general. Um, Where do you want to start out? Do you want to just kind of talk about the original trilogy a little bit and just kind of fanboy out about that? I kind of want to talk about this remake right now. Okay, yeah. Let's start, start out with that. Now, there is some changes I want to see. There's one thing in the original Dead Space I didn't like, and that was the main character that you played as, Isaac Clark. He didn't have a voice. They fixed that in Dead Space 2 and 3. But are they going to give him a voice in this remake? That, yeah, that you bring up a good point, because, yeah, I do think that they would for sure. Cause this, so for this remake, it's reported that it's it was inspired by the new Resident Evil remakes, and that it, it would be sort of like a... A remake, but they would be adding a lot of like new stuff and making it more modern. So I think, yeah, the the, the, the you got to have Isaac Clarke like fully voice acted in the, this one. Now, is that actor like has he done any? Is he still working or the voice actor for Isaac? That's a great question, and that leads to another thing: Do you get the original voice actor, or do you get somebody else? I would hope that they would get the original voice actor. It's not guaranteed, but I would hope they would. I have a feeling that that's on the table. They've probably been thinking about that. Like, eh, do we want to get him again? I, I think he was fine. I, I didn't have any issue with the voice actor who did Isaac Clark. I thought he was good throughout the entire trilogy. Uh, well, it's the second and third game. He, oh, well, I think he did do the voice in the first one. He was just grunting and shit. That might have been the same yeah, he guy. Was, <laughs> he's just like, ah, oh. The things I want them to change is like um, just adding more to certain scenes or just maybe have the same scenes, but do them in a different way. Like, here's a good example. You know, the, the uh, first encounter. I'll just say that the first encounter in the game. Yeah. That famous scene. Fix that up a little bit. Add a few more people in there. A few more Marines. Make it a little bit more cinematic. Yeah, keeping the same story is important. You don't want to mess with it too much. But at the same time. You got to add some new things here and there. And I know that's going to piss people off. They're probably going to do that with the KOTOR remake that's around the corner. Uh, but you know, I don't want everything to be exactly the same because 
then, then I know what's coming up all the time. Give it a different spin. The first Dead Space holds up surprisingly well, because mm-hmm. I just played these games for the first time, actually, like, towards the end of last year into this year. And, uh, yeah, obviously I was blown away, and I was, like, mad at myself for not giving them a try earlier. Well, I did technically try the first one way back, but, like, I don't think I was into survival horror at that point, but now I'm, like, really into it, so... I realize, like, how amazing these games are. But, yeah, the first one, like, still holds up. And even though I will admit the second Dead Space is probably overall the best, I don't know. There's something about the first game that I just really, really love. Yeah, I don't really know how to explain it. It just feels... In some ways, it almost is my favorite. I don't know. It's it's tough. It's, like, between the first and second one. For those who don't know much about Dead Space, take the Aliens franchise. Take a little bit of Doom. Take Resident Evil, take Event Horizon, throw it all in a bowl, mix it up, and then you have Dead Space. <laughs> I mean, if you like all of those uh, IPs, yeah, you're gonna love it. Yeah, it kind of uh, it kind of plays a little bit like Resident Evils, where like you know when you save at the typewriters. Well, in this, it has like these terminals that you save at. Now, this this isn't these aren't just like awesome games these are like some of the best survival horror games that exist so if you are like even remotely into survival horror and have not played these yet you need to remedy that like asap and if you have game pass ultimate which includes ea play they're all on there so go play them now real quick i just want to say don't play dead space ignition it's on EA Play. Do not play that game. Please, for the love of God, don't even boot that up. Because it is horrible. It's not a Dead Space game. At least the Dead Space game you think it's going to be. It's just some weird hacking mini game with a terrible story and awful comic book looking cutscenes. Yeah, I watched, uh, I watched a playthrough of it and yeah, I concur. Don't play it. <laughs> Definitely check out the trilogy. It's just, like Shock said, it's some of the best survival horror games ever made. Now, I know Dead Space 3 gets a lot of shit. People think that's a terrible game. I liked it. Yeah, me too. I liked it. I I loved it. Well, not all of it, but I I loved where the story went in the third act. And sure, it's a little too long. That's a big complaint some people have. Um... I, I agree. It is, it is a little too long. They could have shortened it a little bit. Yeah, it is a little too long. I don't know. I, I treat it like Back to the Future 3. It's the weakest one in the trilogy, but I still like it. <laughs> so I think with 3, like the, maybe the issue is besides it being too long, is it they turned it into a little more of a shooter, like an action game. And it, it, it kind of, it still had, don't get me wrong, it still had like horror elements and stuff there was still a lot of survival horror there but they just give you like a shit ton of ammo and yeah that's it's a problem, less about yeah. the survival and it's like yeah it becomes more of an action shooter which you know it but it's still a good game it's still well made it's fun that wasn't the only thing people complained about uh there was microtransactions they shoved into that with the resource system which didn't really bother me because I didn't think the resource system was like hard, you know, like it was grindy or, you know, like, oh, I got to pay money, you know, if I want to get more shit to upgrade my guns and stuff. I didn't ever felt that when I played Dead Space 3. But a lot of gamers hated that there was this uh, 
store inside the you know in the, the, the game's uh workbenches and shit like oh you want you want more resources i can spend the uh, whatever the hell they were charging at the time 10 bucks or <laughs> yeah that's a little bit ridiculous speaking of the workbenches too that's another thing i loved about dead space 3 is like the the weapon customization i thought that was one of the coolest things i've ever seen in video games there's so many like you can get like blueprints and stuff and there's so many uh you can, it's so i can't even explain like how unique it is i'd never seen that you can like do all kinds of different attachments to your weapons and like mix and match different things and and the dead space franchise already had like some of the coolest weapons i'd seen so plasma cutter the ripper yeah I, I got I got to give a shout out to the the OG line gun though. <laughs> yeah, that thing completely decimates the uh, necromorphs. It's basically it it serves as like a shotgun type weapon. You know, it has spread, but way way more unique. Yeah, so that was cool. Um, and like Mike said, like the end towards the end of the game, like the story gets crazy too. <laughs> like really, really crazy. It. it there's no way you'll guess what's gonna happen i tried and i was i was partially right but partially wrong in a lot of ways so it definitely gets crazy and it's it gets fun and then i also recommend playing the dead space 3 dlc uh what is it called it's the awakening or awakening Awa- awakened awakened I think, yeah that yeah, sounds i think weird. it's awakened now that is actually essential Rarely do I say, like, a piece of DLC is essential, but this one is actually the true ending, which is crazy that they made it a DLC. Yeah, that was another problem people had with the game. They did the same thing with one of the Prince of Persia games uh, back in the day. It was the 2008 one. It was the one that was just called Prince of Persia, the cel-shaded one. So Visceral, who made the game... Based on that DLC, they clearly wanted to make a Dead Space 4. (laughs) It's a huge cliffhanger. And when I finished it, I just could not believe that EA didn't greenlight a Dead Space 4. And I've always said, too, um, that I think that EA of today would greenlight a Dead Space 4. But back then, they were just getting into all the like microtransaction bullshit and... Like, they were kind of moving away from, like, single-player games. They were going down a dark path, yeah. Yeah, so now they're kind of, like, coming back full circle, back around to single-players, you know, they had, like, uh, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, and um, what's another one? I know there's another one. It it takes two, and uh, Way Out, those are the EA Originals. Yeah, well, they're EA Originals, yeah, they did do that, and then they're, uh, this is why we're talking about Dead Space, because they're apparently reviving an IP they haven't said yet. But yeah, there is sources that have uh, good sources that say it is Dead Space is the IP they're ringing back. So that's why we're talking about this. But uh, yeah, so I, I'm God, I am so glad. And from what I hear too, I think they're they're going to do like the remake, and they might still do like a proper four too. But I'm not so sure because that doesn't really make sense if you're going to like reboot the franchise and then but do like a fourth game to the old sequel old games you know what i'm saying yeah that's weird no i don't i don't think they're gonna do that i think there's also a rumor going around that they're just gonna release the first three games you know as is again and some sort of a collection maybe just like up res it a little bit and stuff like that yeah they could do that remastered collection include all the dlc 
yeah, I don't see them remaking the first one and then like, all right, let's let's make Dead Space Four. <laughs> no, the only way they're gonna do Dead Space Four is if they remake two, and then would they do three? That's the thing. Like, it's really gonna be really interesting to see how they do this remake because I'm looking at Resident Evil, which you know is the inspiration for this, and look they're doing like concurrent they're so they're doing the remakes concurrently with the mainline saga so which is kind of weird but the thing is with the resident evil series is they have so much longer of a lineage it's it's far removed enough from like the first games with with dead space it's like there's only three so if they're gonna remake the first one and add some new stuff um I don't know how they would do a four as well to the old series. It just doesn't make sense to me. As much as I want a Dead Space 4, the smarter thing would just be to just totally reboot and then just go forward with that rebooted trilogy or series or whatever. And then they could they could also kind of, you know, fix some of the things that they did wrong with Dead Space 3 <laughs> or like the yeah, first sure. time around. I don't really have much criticism as the of the first two, but yeah, three they could definitely change a lot. I I, I think with the the new Resident Evil remake setting the precedent though, and just how popular those were and how well they sold, I think mm-hmm. that these Dead Space games, a, a reboot of these, would be much more well received this time around. Yeah, and just imagine Dead Space in four K sixty frames. Oh. A lot of pressure on the development team that's working on this because it's not the original guys. I believe it's EA Motive that's rumored to be working on this. They did squadrons and they yeah worked, squadrons. They helped with the uh, Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah, so I mean those games looked amazing, <laughs> but it's like we haven't really seen what they can do with survival horror because with survival horror it's like. It's a different type of genre. It takes you gotta have you have to pace it well. You know what I mean? It's so important. Mm-hmm. And I'm just really curious, like how they're going to design this game because sometimes when you get a new studio to do a remake, it's like they don't quite have that same secret sauce. Like Glenn Schofield, who worked on the, the original Dead Spaces, it, he's not yeah. going to be working on this. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I was just thinking, like, you think all the original uh, developers who worked on the first three games are jealous right now or angry that they're not working on this? Oh, that is a good question. I, You can't help but to think they probably would be a little bit because, like I said, clearly they were planning a Dead Space 4 and EA cut their legs off, so just like a necromorph. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I, even though Glenn Schofield is, uh, doing the, uh, Callisto protocol coming up for, uh, uh, player, or what is the fucking player unknown battleground universe? It's going to be set in that apparently, but, uh, Which was weird, but whatever the game looks cool. Yeah. But it's basically like a pred, uh, a successor to dead space done by the, the director of the dead space series. So I, it's, yeah, that's that's it's going to be interesting. Then if we have like two kind of concurrently running Dead Space like games with those two, you know, the remake and the Callisto Protocol, I I guarantee you, like people are going to compare them because how could you not, you know? So how far off do you think this remake is? Well, if 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 you go by if they if it's the truth that it's inspired by the Resident Evil remakes, 
the Resident Evil 2 remake only came out in 2019, so I would assume that they're not very far along on it, maybe a year. Okay. And I don't know how extensive, you know, how many changes they plan on making. So, yeah, it could be a few years. Uh, I don't know. And I, if that's the case, I don't think they would want to announce it this early. But it seems lately developers and publishers don't really give a shit about that. They just announce shit like way too early, especially Sony. So, yeah, who knows, man? It could be 2024. I, I don't Your guess is as good as mine. It's funny, all these leaks that are out for this, imagine if it's not true. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. I'm sure it's real, but there's always that chance where it's like, yeah, we'll come out like, no, we're, we're not wait, we're not making it. <laughs> that would make people so angry, like unnecessarily angry. I, I, if that happened and it just never comes to fruition, I, I would be like Jeremy Renner from... Avengers Endgame, where he's like, don't give me hope. Uh, Grab your pitchfork, we're going to the EA headquarters. <laughs> I, 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 think that, I think they are making it, though, because it makes sense that with how popular Resident Evil remakes were and how EA is like coming back around to single-player games, it totally makes sense that this is true. Because they finally realized, hey, we can suck all the money out of the consumers with fifa and madden and all this other shit with microtransactions we can do that and we can make single player games too destroy madden i don't care <laughs> you can make it worse every year and keep sucking money out of people that's fine give me dead space i agree i agree so is there anything else you wanted to say on dead space or should we move on i want to sit here and talk about the story but at the same time, just like with Returnal, I don't want to spoil it because it's just so good and I want people to experience that for the first time. I know we spoil stuff sometimes on here, but Dead Space is so special. I just I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the uh, the writing in it. It's it's awesome. Just go play it, guys. You're going to love them, especially if you're into survival horror games. Like You, you got to play these. You just got to play them. I just just talking about this, I want to go back and play them again, and I only played them like seven or eight months ago. So, <laughs> yeah, God, they're so good, man. Oh, I can't like I can't stress how good they are. Has Sean played these games? Because I've never heard him talk about the Dead Space games. I don't know. That's a good question. I should ask him. I think I'll do that. Message him right now. No. <laughs> yeah, I'll up. be like. No. Yeah, I'll be like, here, let, let me give you a drug, Sean. Let me hook you on something. Yeah, because I'm curious what he thinks about those games. A lot of people say the first Dead Space is, you know, like one of the best survival horrors. There's people who put that over the original Resident Evil, and I know that probably pisses Sean off. Oh my god, it's like, are you kidding me, dude? It's so much better than the first Resident Evil, just for like the, the camera alone, like the tank controls and stuff. Uh, yeah, no, this... This now, if you want to talk about like the Resident Evil Two remake, now that's that's more up for debate. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, you can definitely make an argument for that. But if you're gonna come to the table with Resident Evil Two on the PS One, no, I'm sorry, I'm not even engaging in this conversation. I, th I think I might like Dead Space better than Resident Evil, Mike. <laughs> oh, I, you know I do because I'm a huge Aliens fan. I love that franchise and. And Visceral Games gave me that Aliens game I wanted. Gearbox didn't with Colonial Marines. 
Oh, I'm not going to get into that right now. But yeah, uh, I don't really have anything else to say about uh, Dead Space. I mean, I'll, I'll always have stuff to say about Dead Space, but right now I think I'm good. Yeah, I, I think uh, we've said about it enough. So let's just go on and move on to Surprise Mechanics, which is our favorite part of the show. And it's basically where me and Mike both bring something to the table and both of the things are surprises. And neither one of us knows what the hell it is. So, Mike, would you like to start us off? What is your surprise mechanic? All right, Jack. It's time to play. Guess the year. I'm going to give you random video games and you're just going to have to tell me what year they came out. It's very simple. Very simple. But it could be very hard if you're terrible with the release dates. (laughs) Well, we'll we'll see. (laughs) I'll try. All right. You ready? Yep. I'm ready. All right. Number one, the orange box. Jacques, when did that come out? You don't have to give me the exact date. You don't have to say July 20, you know, don't just the year. That's all you got to do. Oh, I remember this being in stores like around the same time as Mass Effect 3, I believe. I think Mass Effect 3 came out in 2012, so I'm just going to go ahead and say 2012. Is that your final answer? Yes. No. (laughs) It came out in 2007, the same year Oh, for Halo 3, Super Mario Galaxy, and Mass Effect. The original Mass Effect. I was way off, jeez. Yeah, you're. I was like, woof. I'm like, is he really gonna go with the? Would you say 2012? Yeah, 2012. It's funny too because once again, my very first gut reaction was 2007. The first thing that pops into your head, you should just go with that. It's right, like 60, 70 percent of the time, man. I know it is kind of weird. It's crazy. Once you start thinking about it, then you know that's it. You're you're done. <laughs> Mike, my brain though, I forever second guess myself which has caused me a lot of strife in life. (laughs) But uh, yes, let's go ahead and move on to the next one. All right, number two. Crackdown, the original. Crackdown Mm, 1. Boy, I'm going to say 2005. No, 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 no. 2007. Crackdown came with a uh, a beta code for Halo 3's multiplayer. I, th- I believe that that was Crackdown. Oh, that's right. I should have fucking remembered that. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to say that, and then you were going to... Oh, yeah, 2007. No, I, I guess not. <laughs> All right. Number three. The Witcher 2. Oh, man. So, let's see. So, The Witcher 3 came out in 2015. So, mm-hmm. let's see. Witcher 2... I have not played The Witcher 2. I've only played The Witcher 3. Oh, really? I played a little of The Witcher 2. Yeah, it, it's actually... I mean, it's a pretty good game. I think you would like too. You should check that one out. Yeah, it's... I, I think I even have it, so maybe I will play it sometime. I don't know. Uh, But yes, let's see. What year... I, I see, I don't know how many years in between, but I'm just going to guess and say, like, 2010... 2010? Is that, is that your answer? Yeah. 2011. Sorry, <laughs> Of course. <laughs> I'm like a year or two off, except for the first one, but yeah. 
I'm not so sure if you're going to get any of these right, Jacques. This is going to be a. <laughs> I, I there's I, there's got to be one that I just you know, broken clocks right twice a day. So, all right, number four, Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh man, I love that game too. When did I play that? And what did you play it on? That's a good question, actually. <laughs> Because I don't remember if... I want to say it was the OG Xbox. Yeah, it had to have been. So, okay, that gives me an idea. Uh, I'm going to say, like, 2000... Oh, I want to say either 2002 or three. I don't know. I'm going to say... Oh, man. 2000... (laughs) Damn it. Now I'm second-guessing myself. Come on. Come on. Think about it. Think about it. Okay, now I'm thinking maybe in 2004. I'm just going to say 2004. That's probably wrong. 2005. Oh, my God. I keep being like one or two years off. You're so close. Dude, I, my memory is fucking terrible, though, just in general. So this, I'm surprised I'm even this close. All right, number five. Bioshock 2. I'm going to say 2009. Wrong. 2010. Oh, wow. Really? Oh, my God. A fucking year off again. What is going on? (laughs) Oh, there's no way you're going to get the sixth one. No, no. So that's for for this one. I don't even care if I think I'm right. I'm just whatever year I think it is, I'm going to just like add a year to it or subtract a year. Sounds like a plan. All right. Number six. Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty. Oh, man. So, let's see. So, Metal Gear Solid, the original, I think came out in 98. So, how many years after that would be the sequel? It's got to be in the 2000s. So, maybe... I'm just going to say 2002. Wrong. 2001. Oh my god. See see I made the mistake. I said I was going to add or subtract a year. I didn't do it. If I would have subtracted a year, I would have been right on. Alright, number seven. And this one has a special place in my heart. So if you get it wrong, I'm gonna be very sad. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic two, the Sith Lords. Okay. I th- I'm gonna th- I think it was like in the early to Mid two thousands. Uh I will say two thousand six. Wrong. Two thousand four. Damn it, Jacques, <laughs> you broke my heart. I never played it. I I never even played the first one. Alright. So we're seven in. And you haven't got one right yet. Number eight. Plants versus zombies. The original one. Oh, that's a good game, too. Fantastic. Uh, Not the sequel where they did that fucking mobile fucking microtransaction horse shit. The game is awesome. And I would have paid 20 bucks to like, don't put any microtransactions or 20, 30 bucks here. Take it. But nope, the microtransactions were shoved in and it made the game so grindy and it ruined it. Yeah, it was free to play, but it was like paywally. So, I man, I don't remember when I was playing this. Um, well, it was on the Xbox 360. I can say that. Yeah, I knew that. 
Um, I'm going to go ahead and say like 2008. Wrong. Do you know what year it is, Jacques? <laughs> Probably 2009 or 2007. Yeah, 2009. Yeah. Ah, there we go. One year off again. All right. Number nine. Some of the old time gamers out there are going to appreciate this one. Goldeneye, 007, and 64. Oh. I want to say like 97. Is that right? 97? Correct. 1997. Okay, cool. Yeah, I thought I remembered that one. Wow, I got one yeah, right. Yeah, you got one. <laughs> Only took Thank me like, you. what, eight or nine tries? Did you own that game back in the day? You had it at 64, right? Uh, I did, but like way after the fact. I didn't own that, but I would always go over to my friend Brandon's house and play it. Oh, cool. All right, number 10. One of my favorite games of all time. Fallout 3. Hmm... So I'm trying to think, because Fallout 4 came out. I don't even know when Fallout 4 came out. Jeez, this is not going well. <laughs> I think it was 2015. Man, 2015, that was a good year for games, huh? I think Arkham City came out that year, too. Or no, Arkham Knight. It was Arkham Knight. That was a good game, though. Uh, let's see. So, Fallout 3. I'm going to say 20. T ten, no, two thousand eight. I think two thousand ten was Fallout New Vegas. Ah, okay, you're right. All right, number eleven, Alan Wake's American Nightmare. Oh, you had to go American Nightmare. I was gonna be like, oh, Alan Wake. I know when that came out. That was twenty ten, but uh, same month as the Red Dead Redemption, the first one, May twenty ten. That was a crazy month. Um, it's probably why Alan Wake didn't catch on as much. <laughs> Uh, let's see, American Nightmare, how long did it come out after? It might have even been the same year, like months later. But just to be safe, I'm going to say 2011. Wrong. 2012. Oh, it came out way after. Okay, wow. Well, they made two small expansions for the first game. That's true. That's true. I forgot about those. All right. The final one. Number 12. Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Uh, oh my god, I want to say it came out in, oh man, it's either 2017 or 2018, shit, I'm gonna say 2018. Incorrect, 2017. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, so, let's see, you got, I think only one right. Yeah, Goldeneye. Dude, I was so close on most of them, though. Yeah, you were close on, like, nine of them, maybe. Yeah, I was, like, a year or two off on, like, almost all of them. You, you know what I think it might be? I think it might be COVID, because that's, like, a missing year in 2020. That's that's why it must be off, like, one year with all these. I'm sorry, you can't blame COVID for this. You know, I think I just did. I, I can't. I'm not letting that slide. Nope, nope. Too many use that as an excuse for certain things. <laughs> We'll have to uh, do another, like, uh, surprise mechanics the audience vote. We'll have some kind of controversy here. All right, I don't know what the hell, I don't know what we're talking about. Let's let's just move on to my surprise mechanic, all right? What you got this week, Jacques? So, uh, this one, um, let's see, how do I explain this? So, I'm basically going to be using a 
random list generator for this because I'm going to pretend that me and you are both the heads of studios, okay? We're we're just we're we're the head of all of video gaming, okay? Well, let's just say your name is Jim Spencer and I'm Phil Ryan. I don't know. But uh <laughs> so I have a list of a bunch of developers. I have a list of different genres and I have a list of different names and I'm going to just randomly generate a studio making a certain type of game in the name of the game and we're going to say whether we would green light it or we would can it and if we green light it we're going to have to try to explain what this game would be oh okay okay yes I all right all right I, I like this I like where this is going Okay, so I'll go ahead and, and we can do as many as we want. Like, you know, we can stop whenever. But uh, so I'll do the first one. Okay, so I'm got it up here. I'm randomly generating. So, okay, so the first developer is going to be Don't Nod. And the genre is going to be a puzzle shooter. Don't Nod is the Life is Strange, guys, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Just making sure. Don't Nod's making a puzzle shooter, and the name of the game is going to be Ghost Arc. I'm already putting my thumbs down for that one, no. Sorry, Don't Nod. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, they're making a puzzle shooter. I don't really see that happening based on the type of games. That's way too risky. I'm not funding that. I, I, the games you've made before are great, but you've never made a shooter. At least to my knowledge, you have never made a shooter. And you want to make a puzzle shooter? Like, what, Portal or something? No, no. Yeah, I agree. I'm just going to say stick to your, like, uh, story-based, uh, episodic, choice-based games. All right, let's move on to the next one. Okay, so the developer is going to be Gorilla, and they are going to be making a... Oh boy, deck building fighter, and the name of the game, <laughs> Corrupted Tales. Thumbs down. Not giving you money for that. There's a million of those kind of games. We have smaller teams that can do that kind of a game. We're not wasting your talent on that, so I'm going to say no. No money for whatever the hell that was called. Yeah, Corrupted uh what the hell? Corrupted Tales. Yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't think that would be good. <laughs> okay. All right, so the next one is the, the developer is going to be Rocksteady. Okay. They're going to be making an open world MMO called Secret Skies. No, there's too many MMOs out there already, and it's very hard to breach into that uh, ecosystem because there's there's the Old Republic, you have you know World of Warcraft, and so many others, I don't want to name them all. They own that space. You know how hard it is to penetrate that? So many have tried and failed, and money has been wasted on those projects. So much money. I, I, can't, I can't even imagine how much money. So, no. Not going to make the same mistake. Man, are, are we ever going to greenlight a game, Mike? We need to make some money. Alright, so the next one is Obsidian... And they're going to be making a survival horror shooter called Infinite Wonder. Okay. Okay. 
I think I would. I think I would greenlight this. I because I love Obsidian, and I would like to see them try something different. Yeah, and I think they have it in them because they they've they've done a wide range of different things. Infinite Wonder. It's not a terrible name. Survival horror game. Yeah. Huh. I know it sounds it sounds more fantasy, but you know it's a, a random generator. So all right, well, I'll I'm putting money down on the table. Yeah, tell me what the game is, and if it's really good, I'll give you more money you know, to develop it. <laughs> so okay, so it's a survival horror shooter, but I'm gonna set it in like a fantasy world because they're good at that kind of stuff. I think it's gonna be like a um like a post-apocalyptic because they're kind of used to doing that too. And um, yeah, I don't really know. It's hard to kind of just come up with shit off the top of your head. But uh, yeah, I don't know. This is a terrible pitch. Well, I like the name and I think the developer can make a survival horror game. So there's a blank check. Come back in eight months and uh, show me what you got. Yeah, we uh, we need more survival horror too, so... Uh, so yeah, next one is Kojima Productions, our, our favorite developer, Hideo Kojima, and he is going to be making an ARG, which stands for Augmented Reality Game, uh, ARG Stealth Game, and it's going to be called Ghost Guardians. It's Hideo Kojima, and you don't want to say no to him as long as he's not asking for too much money i'll greenline it if he's asking for this insane amount i'm gonna have to think about that yeah i think uh he could do some really interesting stuff with augmented reality i I can't even imagine what his crazy brain would do and uh you know we don't have enough stealth games either so give us more of those and I'm trying to think too if it would be like one of those uh, like ARG games on your phone. I could see you know like with with cla- let's say it's like a uh, Xbox exclusive and it uses the Xbox cl- Xbox Cloud Gaming and have it be something like you've seen those ARG games where it's like you 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 see like ghosts and stuff and you're on your phone and like since it's called Ghost Guardians like maybe you have to like be stealthy and try to hide from those ghosts on your phone. This isn't like Kojima's main project, but so just imagine people like, remember how people were addicted to Pokemon Go? Mm-hmm. Just imagine people like all out there, like hiding behind trees and shit, just all by themselves. And you go ask them like, what the hell are you doing? You're like, oh, I'm playing the new Kojima game, Ghost Guardians. Yeah, I'll green light a Kojima mobile game because why not? Maybe he'll do something that nobody's done before. Okay, uh, let's see. Next one is... Rockstar, and they are going to make a 3D RPG, uh, and it's going to be called Crimson Builder. Now, is this going to be one of those Rockstar games where I'm going to have to wait like eight years for it to come out and pour a ridiculous amount of money into it? Yeah, because it's an RPG, so you know they're going to take a ton of, they're going to take like seven years on it. But you know it's going to be a hit because it's fucking Rockstar, so you're like guaranteed to make a lot of money on this. This is true. This is true. That GTA money is very, very, very nice. <laughs> as, soon, as soon as I said Rockstar, I think it's like probably already a green light for me. Yeah, I'm going to green light it just because of all the money they make all the time with their games, so sure. Why not? How about you? You explain to me what would this game be like? All right, well, it's an open world game. 
And of course, it's going to have the the microtransaction system that's like in GTA because we got to make that money. Got to make that money. Um, see, I'm thinking of Crimson Skies for some reason. You know, that old <laughs> flying game on the original yeah. Xbox. So, Crimson Builder. Rockstar is making a prequel to Crimson Skies, and they're going all out with it. Yeah, it's going to be you know open world. You're going to be flying around in planes. You can jump out of the planes. But it's all going to be centered around flying. It's going to be post-apocalyptic. Yeah, that's the game. Next is Tango Gameworks, who does the Evil Within games and the upcoming Ghostwire Tokyo, so survival horror. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) They're going to do a racing Metroidvania, (laughs) which I don't think even exists. That would be a first, probably. It's going to be called legendary road which is funny that road is in it because it's racing i i just want to see what a racing metroidvania would be like so i green light it now me me personally no me not not the fake me that's talking giving out fake money and shit i want to see this but the fake me who's uh providing cash for these projects i probably would pass on this because it's that sounds way too risky uh, now, is it a low budget game? Is it was it a small indie kind of game, or are we talking big budget? I'm gonna say it's gonna be like mid range, so not not quite like low budget, but not like high budget. What, what what kind of a game is this? What's it about? What are you doing in it besides you know the the things we've already discussed with the genre and all that? The main thing is you're like driving a car, and I'm gonna say that you can't get out of your car, so you're only in the car. And I'm going to say that you are, your car will have like all kinds of weapons and shit like James Bond's Aston Martin. And it's going to be a Metroidvania. So like that, which means there's going to be some backtracking and there's going to be areas that are locked off until you get like, you know, an item to unlock that area. And the the racing part will uh, come into where there'll be stretches throughout the levels where you actually have to like, race other cars and if you win you like get items to like to unlock other areas and just like upgrades and stuff is this a 2d side-scrolling racing game or are we talking about something like you know forza or dirt or need for speed like what what kind of a what kind of mechanics are we talking about i think it's probably gonna be like a 3d metroidvania yeah it's not gonna be like side-scrolling or anything yeah, I kind of agree with you. Like, just me, like, I would want to see this just because it sounds batshit crazy. But me giving out money to make this game, yeah, I probably can't. I, no, I can't do it. So I guess we're going to, like, pass on this one. The next one is Firaxis, who made the XCOM games. Uh, they are going to be making a 2D Battle Royale. <laughs> uh... <laughs> And it's going to be called Dangerous Builder. <laughs> wow, that was like very anticlimactic. No. Yeah, I'm going to pass That's on this one. That's a hard no from me. They'll be like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Just, just, just give us a second. No, no, get out of my, get out of my office. I am not giving you a cent for that. This sounds like a mess. Yeah. I, I think we'll do like one more. So the, the developer is going to be... Sucker Punch, 
who made Ghost of Tsushima and Infamous. The genre is going to be an action-adventure RPG. Okay, I'm liking it so far. And the name of the game is going to be Bullet Magic. I'm going to greenlight this. Okay. Because I, I like the developer, I like the genre, the name sounds interesting. Like, you don't quite know what it's about, but you know, with Bullet Magic, it's going to be a mixture of, like, guns and magic, which sounds really interesting. So it's going to be like a third person, like action adventure, like their other games. And it's going to have uh, heavy RPG elements. Um, You know, I'm not going to go like light and streamline on the elements. I'm going to go really deep into the RPG elements. And you're going to have lots of dialogue and conversation options, lots of different uh, stats and, you know, points you can put things into. And I think it's actually going to be like a modern day fantasy game. I think it's going to be almost like futuristic fantasy where it's like, it's kind of a mashup where I don't want to quite say like cyberpunky, but it's going to be a futuristic world and it's going to have uh, magic and guns and even combining the two too. Like you'll have magical guns that shoot like magic bullets. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wasn't there a game called Shadowrun that was like that? Like a first person shooter where you can shoot and there's magic involved? I've heard of that game, but I don't know what it's about, so you're probably right. Yeah, you're probably just going to be, like, um, there's going to be, like, a mystery, you know, you're delving deep into a world of magic and mystery, and I think you're probably going to be, like, a detective, like, it'll have, like, a detective noir vibe to it as well, so you'll have, like, this gun with, like, uh, you know, it has, like, magical properties, and you'll, you'll find out you're, like, also, like, this, from this long line of, like, uh, sorcerers. And uh, you don't know that like quite at the beginning, but you kind of delve deeper into that mystery, find out your your true history, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and there's just there's going to be deep lore in this game too. But yeah, Jacques, that was really fun. I that, that was a great surprise mechanic, man. You're getting better every every episode. Yeah, I try to make them unique, like just something that you wouldn't easily think of. So yeah, I'm having fun with them. Uh, but yeah, I think that's that's like pretty much all we got for the episode. But I did want to mention a f- couple things before we leave. The uh, a Plague Tale Innocence came out with its next gen upgrade, uh, so it's going to have like 4K, 60 frames, three audio. I know we've mentioned this game before multiple times, but if you have not played it, this is a perfect time to jump on. So, and it actually is the PS Plus game for this month. Yep. So, mm-hmm. and it's on Game Pass as well. So, no matter what platform you're on, you really have no excuse to not download this. So, and if you are on PlayStation, like just add it to your library. So, yeah, go do that. Uh, so, next episode, I will be on vacation. <laughs> so, we are going to have a guest fill in for me and we won't tell tell you who it is, but you'll find out next episode. So yeah, just uh, go ahead and give him some love or she it could be he or she. That's right, guys. I'm hosting. <laughs> Get ready. Yeah, so Mike's Mike's going to be in the hosting chair again. So and honestly, he'll probably do a better job than me. So I doubt it, but thank you for the kind words. <laughs> Yeah, just tune in for next week's episode and uh, witness the dumpster fire truck that's going to happen. <laughs> dumpster fire truck. Yes. Dumpster fire truck. Yeah, not a, not a dumpster truck that's on a fire. <laughs> it's a dumpster fire truck. Oh, we can we can put out some fires and pick up some trash at the same time. Yeah. <laughs>
But yeah, I uh, I, I look forward to hearing that <laughs> next week. So uh, yeah, but um, yeah, that's all we got, Mike. So I'm going to take us out. Uh, unless there's any last thing you wanted to add. No, I'm good. All right, let's get out of here. So, uh, this has been the Boundless Gamers podcast. You can find us on social media at Boundless Gamers on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And we would also appreciate if you'd subscribe to us. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all we got. So, shock. Sorry to cut you off. I just wanted to say enjoy your vacation and, uh, can't wait to have you back. Or maybe he'll never come back. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe uh, the guest host will just, like, fill in for me permanently. It's possible. It's possible. But, yeah. All right. Sorry. Finish it off, Jacques. Land the plane. Yeah, I, I appreciate you um, cutting in there. <laughs> but, but, no, I appreciate you wishing me a good vacation. So, yes, I will um, be on vacation. I will not be thinking about you or the podcast at all while I'm on vacation. So... Uh, But yes, I am Jacques. I'm Mike. And we will see you next week. I won't see you next week, but Mike will see you next week. All right, guys, we're out of here, so take care.